ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد يا عباد الله اتقوا الله O servants of Allah fear Allah fear Allah fear Allah قال الله تعالى في كتابه الكريم الف لام ميم ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين الله جل وعلا he says الف لام ميم This is the book wherein there is no doubt a guidance for those who fear Allah. It is a guidance for those who have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A guidance for the muttaqin. Allahumma ij'alna min al-muttaqin. Ameen. I want you to contemplate on these words ya ibadullah. Because you find that the Quran is a guidance for those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you find after examining yourselves and your lives and your personal situations that the Quran is not a guide for you, then you have to question yourself. Are you one who fears Allah? Because verily no doubt the Quran is a guidance for those who fear him who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So fear Allah ya ibad Allah fear Allah Wa qala al-'allama Sheikh Saleh al-Fawzan rahimahullah ta'ala So we may have some insight some deeper understanding with regards to the meaning of this ayah The Shaykh says, لماذا خص المتقين بالذكر مع أنه هداية لجميع الناس? He said, why were those who fear Allah, 
Why were the muttaqun specified and specifically mentioned here, even though the Qur'an is guidance for all of mankind? He says, كَمَا قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي أَثْنَى هَذِهِ السُّورَةِ Just like Allah Ta'ala, He says, during the duration of this surah, meaning later on in this same chapter, Allah Ta'ala, He says, شَحْرَ رَمَضَانِ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ Allah Ta'ala, He says, what means? This is the month of Ramadan. The month of Ramadan. Where the Qur'an was revealed therein. A guidance for all of mankind. A guidance for all of mankind. What does that mean, a guidance for all of mankind? A guidance, he says, أَيْ لِجْمِعِ النَّاسِ بِمَعْنَى أَنَّهُ دَلَّ النَّاسِ عَلَى الْخَيْرِ a guidance for all of mankind because the Qur'an it points to mankind to what is good. It shows mankind what's good. فَمَنْ أَرَادَ خَيْرٍ وَجَدَهِ So whoever wants the good, then he finds the good. وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ فَقَامَ عَلَيْهِ الْحُجَّةِ And whoever turns away, whoever turns away from the Qur'an, turns away from that which the Qur'an points to from good, by not doing it, not establishing it. Turns away from the Qur'an by turning away from that which it has prohibited. By what? By doing those things that are prohibited. By falling into those things that are haram. Then what? Then the proof will be established against that individual. Then the proof will be established against that individual. Limada. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هَدَى جَمِيعَ النَّاسِ بِمَعْنَى أَنَّهُ بَيَّنَ لَهُمْ وَدَلَّهُمْ وَأَرْشَدَهُمْ Meaning, it will be a proof against the people. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has shown all of mankind in the Qur'an. He has pointed them to, and directed them to, and guided them to that which will benefit them, that which is good. فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ انْتَفَعْ So you have from mankind those who benefit from the Qur'an. They benefit from the Qur'an because they live their lives by it. They benefit from the Qur'an because they establish that which is commanded upon them therein. They benefit from the Qur'an because they stay away from that which is prohibited upon them therein. So they benefit from the Qur'an. وَمِنْهُمْ But from mankind, مَنْ لَمْ يَنْتَفِعْ you have those who have not benefited from the Qur'an. Those who don't benefit from the Qur'an. So now back to the question, why were those who fear Allah Ta'ala, why were they specified? Al-Jawab. The Shaykh, he answers, he says, أَنَّهُ إِنَّمَا خَسَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ لِأَنَّهُمْ هُمُ الَّذِينَ انْتَفَعُوا بِهِ وَاهْتَدُوا بِهِ He said, verily, those who fear Allah, they were specified because verily they are the individuals in Tafa'ubih. They are the ones who benefit from it. They are the ones who benefit from it. And they are the ones who are guided by it. But other than them, then other than him, then verily there has been established upon them the hujjah. The proof has been established against them. And not just the proof established against them, Ya Ibadullah, but also what? It has been cut off. 
What has been cut off? Ma'ziratuhum. The excuses have been severed. For the one who doesn't live his life by the Qur'an, for the one who turns his back on that which is mandated therein, then there is no excuse for him. It will have been cut off. He will have no one to blame but himself. No excuse for that individual. And this is because, as the Shaykh he says, not just cut off, but cut off to such an extent حَيْثُ لَمْ يَبْقَى لَهُمْ عُذْرٌ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى He said cut off to such an extent that there will not exist for them any excuse with Allah Ta'ala. They will have no excuse with Allah Ta'ala. Not a single عُذْرٌ Not a single excuse with Allah Ta'ala. The Qur'an will have established the proof against the likes of these individuals. So therefore you realize the status of those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore you realize that really there is no option except that we have to strive to be from those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then therefore you realize that it is not acceptable anything less than fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the Qur'an itself is only a guidance for those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not those who every chance they get want to throw the Qur'an behind their back like they don't know. Who every chance they get want to say, let's move away from what the Qur'an says and do something else. Every chance they get, they want to say, let's move away from what the Sunnah says, let's do something else. Every chance they get, they want to replace the Qur'an with something else. Does that sound like those who fear Allah Ta'ala? Does that sound like those who are guided by the Qur'an? Because if you know, if you know the reality, of the benefit, if you know the reality of the merit of the Qur'an, you wouldn't trade it for nothing. If you know the reality of the guidance contained within the Sunnah, you wouldn't trade it for nothing. فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيدِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَأَحْسَنَ الْهَدِّ هَدِّ مُحَمَّدِ صَلَوَاتُ اللَّهِ وَالسَّلَامُهُ عَلَيْهِ Because the finest of speech is the Book of Allah. The best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If you throw that to the side, when then therefore are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? And how are you getting there? What is it that you really want? If it's not the book in the sunnah. If you don't want the book in the sunnah, what do you want? Can't be the fear of Allah. You must not want the jannah. What is taqwa? Because you'll have people who will come to you and say, but I'm one who fears Allah. I fear Allah. That's what they say. But it's important to understand what is taqwa. Because in order to fulfill something, you have to know what it is. In order to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have to know what does it mean to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the ulama, they explain. A taqwa... أن تجعل بينك وبين غضب الله وعقابه وعذابه وقاية تقيك منه. He said, Taqwa, it is to place between you and between Allah's anger and His punishment and His chastisement a screen or a protection that will protect you from it. 
that an individual, he places between himself and Allah's anger and punishment a protection to protect him from it. How is that done? How does one do this? How does one accomplish such a thing? Shaykh Salih Fawzan, he explains, he said, ذَٰلِكَ بِطَاعَةِ اللَّهِ وَطَاعَةِ الرَّسُولِهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ He said, this is done by obeying Allah and obeying His Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم. This is how one will bring a screen between himself and Allah's punishment, Allah's anger. By what? By obeying Allah, by obeying His Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. This is the only way that that's accomplishable. This is what it means to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now reflect back to your own lives. If you want to throw the Qur'an and the Sunnah away every chance you get, how can you possibly obey Allah and obey the Prophet And if you're not obeying Allah and nor His Messenger وسلم, then how in the world can you be from those who fear Allah? Hmm. I think the answer is quite self-evident, huh? You're not. وَعَرَفُ الْعُلَمَاءَ تَقْوَى and the ulama, they also explained the taqwa. They said that taqwa, and taj'ala, or and taf'ala, afwan, and taf'ala ma amraka Allah azza wa jal ala nurin min Allah, tarju fawab Allah, wa an tatruka ma naha anhu, ala nurin minhu, wa tukhafu min iqabih. They said that taqwa, what it means is, to do that which Allah has commanded you to do upon nur, upon guidance, upon knowledge, upon that guidance and that knowledge that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, eh? By fulfilling the commandments, by implementing the kitab and the sunnah. Because that's knowledge. The way of the salaf of this ummah. Because that's knowledge. And also to leave off. Oh, and to do that, hoping for and anticipating Allah Ta'ala's reward. So they're fulfilling the obligations in light of the Kitab and the Sunnah, anticipating Allah's reward. Allah's reward. And also it means to stay away from that which Allah has prohibited. Upon nur from Allah. Upon guidance, right knowledge, in light of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, the way the Salaf understood it. Fearing. Fearing Allah's punishment. That's taqwa. That's taqwa. So these are the characteristics that we have to strive to accomplish if we are in fact going to be from those who fear Allah Jalla wa'ala. These are the characteristics that we have to look out for so that we may identify those who truly fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who are just saying things, making claims. And verily, no doubt, we want to be from those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no other way. So fear Allah. Fear Allah. Fear Allah. There's no other way. If you want to be of one, and of those who are disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are disobedient to His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those who live their lives by other than the Qur'an and the Sunnah, those who always are looking for an excuse to throw it away, 
Those who don't find their guidance in the Qur'an, they know for surety that Allah doesn't love you. Know for surety that Allah doesn't love you. Because if this was in fact your characteristic, then this will mean that you will be from those who do not fear Allah. So Allah doesn't love you. Now a person may say, wait, how are you going to say such a thing? What a tremendous statement. What do you mean Allah doesn't love us? What do you mean? What's your proof? Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala says, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَّقِينَ Verily Allah, most definitely Allah loves those who fear Him, loves those who have taqwa. What do you understand from this ayah? You understand from this ayah also its opposite. If Allah loves those who fear Him, then that means He does not love those who do not fear Him. So this is why we say, if you don't fear Allah, Allah don't love you. So now is there a single person except he wants to strive to fear Allah? He wants to strive to adorn himself with the characteristics of those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Except that he's going to beg Allah ta'ala that Allah ta'ala makes us of those who fear him. Because verily there is no success if you don't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no success if you don't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no success. Allah ta'ala he says, إِنَّ أَكْرَمُكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ Verily the best of you, the most noblest of you with Allah is those who fear Him most. Those who fear Him the most. So don't brag about your PhD. Don't brag about how many times you've been published. Don't brag about the amount of your bank account. Don't brag about where you're from. Don't brag about the language you speak. Don't brag about the color of your skin. Because none of that means nothing to nobody. You want to be better, fear Allah more. You want to be better, fear Allah more. Because in reality, anything that's not based upon judging by the fear of Allah with regards to who's better, who's worse, don't mean nothing. That's like a bunch of fools telling the fool that he's smart. Nobody respects the statements of the fools about fools. If you're nothing with Allah, you're nothing. Even if the people think you're something. You want to be better, fear Allah, fear Allah more. And if you want to go to Jannah, fear Allah. And know for a surety that Allah Ta'ala, He don't accept the deeds of everybody. Just because you do a deed don't mean you got the right to get that deed accepted. Allah don't accept the deeds from everybody. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا يَتَقَبَّلُ اللَّهُ مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ Verily Allah only accepts the deeds of those who fear Him, those who have taqwa. See? Now somebody tells you, yeah, اِتَقِلَاءُ You want to get mad, not realize that's the best advice, fear Allah. Because Allah only accepts the deeds of those who fear Him. Allah Ta'ala He says, you want to go to Jannah? Allah Ta'ala He says, وَسَارِعُوا وَلَا مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ So compete, race with one another towards the forgiveness of your Lord. وَجَنَّةٍ And race and compete with one another to the Jannah. عَرُضُوهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضِ The width of which is like that of the heavens and the earth. Can't even comprehend that space. But who is that Jannah for? Who is it for? 
Allah Ta'ala tells us, He says, It has been there for those who fear Him. It's been prepared for those who fear Him. Not for other than Him. You want to go to the Jannah? Be from those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You want to go to the Jannah? Be of those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the Jannah is for those who fear Him. The Jannah is for them. It's not for other than them. Allah Ta'ala, He says, إِنَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ فِي جَنَّاتٍ وَنَعِينَ Verily, those who fear Allah, they will be of the Jannah, they will be in delight. Allah Ta'ala, He says, إِنَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ فِي ظِلَالٍ وَعْيُونَ وَفَوَاكِهَ مِمَّا يَشْتَهُونَ كُلُوا وَاشْرَبُوا هَنِيًا بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَبْتَعْمَلُونَ إِنَّ كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala, He says that verily, those who fear Him, those who have taqwa, they will be in shade and amongst springs. Meaning where? In the Jannah. Because the Jannah is for them. It's not for other than them. The Jannah is for them, it's not for other than them. They will be in shade in springs, having fruits of various kinds and types that you can imagine anything that they want. Fruits of all types, all sorts. Anything, anything that they want, any type of fruit they want. But it comes at a price. Yeah, it's not free. What's the price of that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, He tells them, Kulu washrabu. Eat, drink, eat and drink merrily. Bima kuntum ta'amaloon. Because of what you used to do in the dunya. So if you want to eat from those fruits in the Jannah, you have to pay for it. But you pay for it when? Right now that you're alive, you pay for it. You pay for it by fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You pay for it by establishing tawheed. You pay for it by obeying Allah. By obeying the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa By living your life by the Quran and the Sunnah. By doing those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands you to do. By staying away from those things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands you to stay from. By doing those things that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commands you to do. And by staying away from those things that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commands you to stay away from. This is how you earn that. This is how you earn that because verily as Allah Ta'ala says إِنَّ كَذَلِكَ نِجِزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Because verily like this do we reward those who do good. Verily like this do we reward the do-gooders. Verily like this do we reward those who come with the ihsan. We ask that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala makes us of those who fear Him. اللهم يجعلنا من المتقين اللهم آمين أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم واستغفروه Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalam, rasulillah, wabar. We have to strive to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to know that fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this was an intricate and a very fundamental message in the message of all of the prophets and messengers. When they came to their people, it was a call of theirs to call their people to fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is one of the most fundamental things that human beings have been called to by the prophets and the messengers. 
So when an individual claims that he's upon that way, when an individual claims that he's following the way of the prophets and the messengers and the like, then he or she should reflect over these things. Because you see, when speaking to people who are not Muslim, people, they take pride in saying things like, as Muslims we follow the way of the prophets and the messengers. And they feel good about that. And by Allah, this is something that a person should feel good about. But at the same time, when saying such things, a person should also examine themselves. And say, well wait, am I truly following and living my life like the way of the prophets and the messengers? And again, we're not talking about riding around on camels. We ain't talking about riding around on donkeys. We're going to trade. Forget cash for clunker. I'm going to trade my, my clunker in for a donkey. Like, we ain't talking about nothing like that. That's foolish. We're talking about living your life by meaning you believe like they believed. You worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way they worship Allah. You be of those who fear Allah. Or do you want to be like the people of Noor? And Aad and Thamud and Lut Washabul Aika. Do you want to be like them? We know what they did. You know these names, you know their stories, you know what happened to them. Listen to what the NBI said to them. Allah Sa'ala he tells us كَذَّبَتْ قَوْمُ نُوحٍ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ نُوحٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ إِنِّي لَكُمْ رَسُولٌ أَمِينٌ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُونَ Allah Ta'ala informs us when he says that verily the people of Nuh they belied the messengers they belied the messengers when their brother Nuh said to them Will you not fear Allah? When their brother Nuh said to them, Will you not fear Allah? Verily I am unto you a, a, a trustworthy messenger. So fear Allah and obey Him. You know what they did. They didn't fear Allah. And you know what happened to them. Like actions bring about a like result. They disobeyed Allah. They didn't fear Allah. They were destroyed. Allah Ta'ala He says كَذَّبَتْ عَادَنُ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ هُودٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ إِنِّي لَكُمْ رَسُولٌ أَمِينَ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُونَ Allah Ta'ala He says the people of Aad they disbelieved in the messengers they belied the messengers when their brother Hud alayhi salatu wasalam said to them will you not fear Allah Verily, I am to you a messenger who is trustworthy. So fear Allah and obey Him. We know what the people of Aad did and we know what happened to them. Like actions bring about a like result. Allah Ta'ala, He says, كَذَّبَتْ ثَمُودُ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ صَالِحٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ إِنِّي لَكُمْ رَسُولٌ أَمِينَ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُونَ Allah Ta'ala says in the people of Thamud, they belied, they disbelieved in the messengers. When their brother Salih alayhi salatu wasalam said to them, Will you not fear Allah? Verily, I am unto you a messenger who is trustworthy. So fear Allah and obey Him. 
Allah Ta'ala, He says, كَذَّبَتْ قَوْمُ لُوطٌ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ لُوطٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ إِنِّي لَكُمْ رَسُولٌ أَمِينَ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُونَ Allah Ta'ala, He says, and the people of Lut, they belied the messengers. When their brother Lut, والسلام, said to them, will you not fear Allah? Verily, I am unto you a messenger who is trustworthy. So fear Allah and obey Him. Allah Ta'ala, He says, كَذَّبَتْ أَصْحَابُ الْأَيْكَةِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ شُعَيْبٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ إِنِّي لَكُمْ رَسُولٌ أَمِينَ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُونَ The people, the أَصْحَابُ الْأَيْكَةِ they disbelieved, they belied the messengers. When, when it was said to them by Shu'ayb, alayhi salatu wasalam, will you not fear Allah? Verily I am unto you a clear messenger, or verily I am unto you a messenger who is trustworthy. So fear Allah and obey Him. So this is the question that we ask, Ya Ibadullah, will you not fear Allah? Will you not fear your Lord? We know what happened to those who didn't fear their Lord. Do you want that to happen to you? Don't you know Yomul Qiyamah is coming? Don't you want to prepare for Yomul Qiyamah? And be not like the one who say don't take it there. We're going to take it there. Because this is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us of. Be not like the one who say, don't talk about that. By Allah, we're going to talk about that. Because if you ain't getting ready for that, what you getting ready for? If you're trying to forget that, what in the world is your problem? Allah Ta'ala, He says, Ya ayyuhannas, Ya ayyuhannas, Uttaqu rabbakum, Inna zalzalata sa'ati shay'un azim. Allah Ta'ala, He says, O mankind, fear your Lord, because verily the earthquake, the shaking of the hour is something that is tremendous indeed. We spoke about that in the last khutbah, how the earth will be shaken like it has never been shook before. Get ready. Allah reminds you of that day. And He proceeds that reminder by telling you, fear your Lord. O mankind, fear your Lord. In what? In preparation for that day. To get ready for that day. Fear your Lord. Because that's the only preparation that's going to save you and avail you. So don't brag about your kids, what they did, what they accomplished. Don't brag about your parents, what they got, what they accomplished. That's not going to help you, Yomul Qiyamah. It's not going to save you, Yawm Allah Ta'ala, He says, Ya yuhannas, uttaqu rabbakum, wakhshaw yawman la yajzi walidun an waladih, wala mawludun huwa jazin an walidihi shay'a. Allah Ta'ala, He says, O mankind, fear your Lord, and fear that day, the day in which there will be no father, who will avail for his children, nor any children that can avail against Allah anything. There will be no father that can benefit his children, nor, nor any children, nor any parent that can benefit their children, nor any children that can benefit their parents, and nothing. No benefit. 
No benefit. So if you're not making your preparation by fearing Allah, if you are not making your preparation by obeying Allah, obeying the Prophet wasallam, by adorning yourself with the Kitab and the Sunnah, then you're not prepared for this day. You're not prepared for this day. If you're not making your preparation for this day, then really you have been lost. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, If you have doubt, then verily know that Allah Ta'ala's promise is true. Allah's promise is true. You will die. You will be resurrected. You will be gathered. You will be brought back. You will be judged. You will be placed either forever in Jannah or forever in the Nar. Don't be deceived, Ya Allah. Don't be deceived. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَلَا تَغُرَّنَّكُمُ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا يَغُرَّنَّكُمْ بِاللَّهِ الْغُرُورِ So do not be deceived by the life of this world, nor be deceived by by the chief deceiver, the shaitan. Don't let the shaitan tell you, don't take it there. Don't let the shaitan convince you, don't worry about that. Don't let the life of this dunya preoccupy you so you forget about the akhirah and you forget about preparing for it. Because verily those who do that will be those who will be lost. Those who do that will be those who will not have the ability because they would have squandered the opportunity to be of those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those will be of those who have lost themselves and who have lost everything they in fact are indeed the true losers so don't be losers fear Allah we have to fear Allah there is no option there is no way this is what we have been commanded to do so let us be of those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the poet he says, خَلِّ الظُّنُوبَ صَغِيرِهَا وَكَبِيرَهَا ذَاكَ الْتُقَى وَاصْنَعْ كَمَاشٍ فَوْقِ الْأَرْضِ الشَّوْكِ يَحْذَرُ مَا يَرَى لَا تَحْرِقَنَّ صَغِيرَةً فَإِنَّ الْجِبَالَ مِنَ الْحَصَى Let us remember this as we go forward from here, trying our best to fear Allah. Renewing our conviction to fear Allah, trying our best to obey Allah, trying our best to obey the Prophet wasallam, trying our best to live our lives according to the Quran and the Sunnah as understood by the Salaf, trying our best to run away from all those who tell us that something else is better, trying our best to run away from all those who tell us that something else is an option. Remember these words of this poet. He said, Khalni Vanoba, leave the sins. The little sin and the big sin because that is piety. That is to fear Allah. That's to fear Allah. Leave off the sin. That's to fear Allah. And be like the one who walks on a path that is laden with thorns. He's very careful because of what he sees. So he don't put his footages anywhere. He don't put his footages anywhere. Just stepping haphazardly. Why? Because he don't want no thorn in his foot. So take from that an example. Don't live your life just anyway. Don't live your life just anyway. Why? Because you want the good outcome, not the bad outcome. You live your life anyway. You get the bad outcome in Jahannam forever. Oh, there you go. That's what you get. But those who are wise, he knows that living his life anyway is worse than walking upon a path laden with thorns. What happened? You get a few thorns stuck in your foot, boo-hoo, take them out. Live your life anyway, you go to hell forever. Ain't no tweezers gonna help you from that. 
So he said, don't underestimate the small sin. Don't underestimate the small sin. Because verily mountains are comprised of small rocks. أَقُولُ قُولِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ فَإِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ تَنْهَى عَنِ الْفَشَّاءِ وَمُكْرَةِ